Hello, and welcome to this newest episode of the Fabulous Fuckery Podcast. I am here today with Helen King. Helen was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 37. After 18 months of treatment, she struggled to rebuild her life. And then the pandemic hit. And things really went as she calls pear-shaped. After a chance meeting in person, she was diagnosed with ADHD within six months of turning 40. She then started a podcast, which she's going to tell you all about. And she's going to explain to you a little bit about her podcasting company, as well as living with ADHD after 40. Helen, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm on the podcast with the best name ever, so I'm quite excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I met Helen through the ASA Academy podcasting school that we did this summer. It was about eight week super intense course to take our podcast to the next level and I just thought she was badass and I wanted to share her story with you all and Helen please introduce yourself tell us more about yourself beyond your bio. I, I'm too dorky to be badass but thank you. <laughs> oh, hush. Ma'am you have fought cancer you have developed new skills despite an ADHD diagnosis. You're out here killing it. <laughs> suck in your, I'm telling you, take the accolades and suck in your badassery. Claim Thank it. you. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's awesome to be here and yeah, meeting you on the, at the Osser Academy was great. This is what I love about the internet is that you get to meet amazing people that you otherwise wouldn't come across. So it's, I think it's always really funny when people explain your story because, you know, when it happens to you, you sort of think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll deal with it. But when you hear it sort of someone else describing, I think, oh, man, that person's been through a lot. That, person, that person's you, Helen. <laughs> so you have created your own company called HK Productions. What exactly do you do? Yeah, so... I was thinking about this um, this morning, actually, because I, yeah, I never thought I would be able to find something where I really fit and where I really love what I do. So my background is in journalism um, and communications, and I never really found where I fit. I was always the square peg in a round hole. And then, you know, last year in the pandemic, like so many other people, I started podcasting. I just had this idea that formed about providing this platform where people could tell their stories about how cancer had impacted them. And that morphed into my podcast, The C Word Radio, which, you know, has just opened up so many fantastic opportunities. And one of them was, is I discovered that I love creating podcasts and I really enjoy you know the technical aspect of it the editing and so I just sort of took this leap where I thought you know what and it was one of those sort of cheesy moments in life where I was at the I was at the traffic lights and I was just thinking in my head because I was in a job that was okay but still didn't feel right and I thought God, this is probably a bit more, but I think if this cancer comes back in 10 years' time, do I still want to be doing this and do I want to look back and really regret that I just didn't, you know, take this big leap and, you know, ignore the fear of failure and all that stuff and not create something for myself that is um, 
creative and enjoyable and allows me to sort of create this lifestyle that is complementary to my ADHD rather than constantly fighting against it. And so that's kind of how it came about. Yeah. I'm excited because you just naturally told us about your bucket (laughs) moment. I asked our guests about the moment where they decided to start their thing. And there you go. You're like, listen, if I get cancer again, do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Or do I want to go for it and say I tried? And I love that for you. Um, Now, if you don't mind me asking, how are we doing? How's everything doing with your post-cancer treatment? Yeah, so I'm three years post-diagnosis and I had, I think, I've got got mixed feelings about the words people use, but I basically am in remission. Um, Doctors would say no evidence of disease. So I, yeah, it's kind of a fuck it thing as well. You think you just got to live your life like it's not there. Well, I'm excited for you. Congratulations on being three years in Thank remission. You. I know it, I just, my heart goes out to everyone who has to deal with cancer and the fact that you're here, you have an amazing attitude. You're like, fuck it. I'm starting my own company. I'm going to do what I want to do. I got ADHD. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You know, you're just owning all of your awesomeness. Like everything is you right there. I like, I love it for you. Um, what do you recommend to people who want to start a podcast but don't know where to start? I would start with what are you passionate about? What is the thing that you could talk about forever and never get sick of it? Because I, I feel like um, it's one of those things that is actually a lot more work than people sort of realize. And so you need that that topic to be something that will propel you even in those moments you think I'm tired and I can't be bothered with this so I think that's the first (laughs) podcasting is it's so much work and no one like it just but it looks so sexy like I have a podcast and I made a logo and I'm going to a thing and now it's like damn I gotta edit this episode I gotta make graphics I got to put out a press release for the next season. You know, it's just so many things, but these are new tangible skills that I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. So now I, and people come to me like, and they're like, oh, can you tell us about how to start a podcast? I'm like, what? They're like, you're an expert. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and to be honest with you, none of us are experts because it changes so effing much. Yeah. But we have tools and you know if you network and just be nice to someone on instagram they'll be able to help you take what you're doing to the next level yeah exactly and i always think i have this story of uh, because i've always loved radio i got into radio probably about a decade ago was one of my first sort of media um jobs and i i think i always wanted to create something but i didn't know how and i there was a local radio station near where I lived and I wanted to start this radio show but I didn't know what I wanted to um do it about and so I started a radio show about art now I have no interest in art I I, like art's great it's nice to look at but I have no I just don't know anything about art and so I don't even know why I thought of it, but I um I called it Art Attack. 
<laughs> and I did about two episodes and, and then it just, you know, died a natural cause. And I always think, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I really wanted to, I just really wanted to start a radio show. Oh. And I think people thought I was artistic because I've always been a little bit odd and a little bit quirky. And I thought, all right. So you, like, come on yeah. now, Hell, if you didn't like art, why did you start a radio, a whole radio show at a station with a producer in the box? <laughs> you know, you enjoy going to museums, but you don't want to talk about the composition and the makeup of a painting. So that's, that's, that's a, a stretch, but you got the bug out. And now you're here with a podcast that's doing very well. And um, oh my exactly. goodness, so you started. I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that you went to the radio station and pitched a whole show and didn't know what you were talking about. That is so. What you can do is teach a class on confidence how you can go into a room and claim something when you didn't know what the hell you were talking about. I need that kind of confidence because I'm scared to go and talk about things I know about. I'm sorry, I needed that laugh. I'm about to I'm about to go pitch something now. Like, hey <laughs> I don't know shit about cooking, but I'm about to teach you how to cook. Oh my goodness. So with everything you're doing it um for producing and helping people to create podcasts, are you finding that just audio works or are you using audio and um video components of what you're doing? I mostly do audio and I found with my podcast I get more engagement um I guess on things like Facebook and Instagram and then the engagement for listening actually comes from because it does go out on a community station first and that's where people are accessing it so I think that says more about my audience now I know that um, I think it really depends and there are podcasts that I engage with that are doing amazing things like they will record their episode on a Facebook live and then they will use that audio as also their podcast. So I think that it really is one of those it depends things like for some people it really works like having that video of it on YouTube is a another fantastic avenue because you know YouTube is one of the biggest search engines you know aside from Google um but I'm a firm believer in you've got to figure out what works for you and so if video feels like just too much and an extra burden then don't do it yeah I agree with you so it's funny when I started this I literally wandered into a DC area creatives group and I said, I'd like to start a podcast. And they're like, what do you want it to be about? And I'm like, oh, I have seven ideas. Which one do you think yeah. is best? And I sat with this consultant and she goes, all of these are excellent ideas. Why can't they all be one show? And I'm like, because it's all over the place. Like I need one topic. So I sat, came home and I narrowed it down. I scheduled recording time. I didn't have a guest. I didn't have a thing. I didn't know anything about anything. I just was going to show up. And a friend of mine, I sent her a message. I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? If I buy you sushi, will you come be on my podcast? I had no plan, no execution. And I mean, this was three years ago. Podcasting has grown dramatically in the last three years. 
And I'm to the point now, like, is it a hobby? Do we monetize? Is this my fucking moment to leave my job and, you know, (laughs) decide I want to be a full-time podcaster? Like, that leaping of faith and believing in yourself and your creative ability is so hard. Where did you realize that you had it to make it on your own as a podcaster? Um, I think some of it is just blind faith okay. and that ADHD thing of just going, Fuck, I'm going to run into this, I'm going to do it <laughs> because I have constant pangs of self-doubt and, um, you know, oh, I'm not as good as that person and those sorts of things. But do you know, it really was those two factors in my life where having the cancer was such a monumental event in my life. It changed me. It totally changed me as a person and my life path. And then being diagnosed with ADHD was another huge revelation. And I realized that I had spent so much of my career um, struggling and thinking it was my own fault and thinking there was something really wrong with me. And why couldn't I just, you know, fit in? Or why couldn't I keep up with other people? And I realized, you know, it was that other revelation of there's nothing wrong with you. Your brain just works differently and you've been unmedicated for <laughs> a long time and you don't have the right tools to deal with your um brain basically and so I thought you know what I'm not spending another moment of my work life having to hide who I am because I'm too much for people or because I don't like getting out of bed in the morning (laughs) I like to start my day a bit later thank you because you know that's just the way I work and so I I feel in some ways that I'm lucky to have had those moments that have forced me to go, you can't live like this anymore. This is not honoring who you are. See, I love that. And see, you were saying, I'm not, I don't deserve to be badass. Ma'am, that is a whole (laughs) revelation right there where, I mean, and I think about myself, like when I had to go, like right now we've been on lockdown, but you know, when I had to get up in the morning and go to work and be there at a certain time, And I'm like, my body doesn't understand 8 a.m. But if I can lay in the bed and just pull my laptop to me and I can start working, my body is now thriving. I'm happier. There's a a new routine that doesn't involve speaking to people at my, you know, it's like, hey, Bob and hey, John and hey, Sam. You know, I don't want to do that in the morning. You know, it's just like, I don't want to talk to y'all. I want to go sit in my corner and drink tea until the caffeine's kicked in and then I'll come out and be, Hey, hey, hey. but that's normally not until one yeah. 30 and one 30 is the yeah. end. You know, a lot of people start to leave for the day and my brain is just starting to cut on and I have all these ideas and my poor boss, I feel terrible. Cause it's like, now it's like Skype, 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 because your brain is like, okay, cool. But now yeah. it's just how many of us lived our entire childhood being told that we were slow or we were lazy or, you know, those keywords academically. And the reality was we weren't receiving the right care or the right treatment for our personalities. Oh, she's quirky. Um, What was it? Um, In the nineties you were, I'm trying to remember it was like Zoe Deschanel and all those girls. They were like the, the magic girl, the the manic manic pixie girl. girl. You're sitting there like, (laughs) I'm her. 
how yeah. am I her? And for me as an African-American woman, it's like, I can't relate to that. I'm I'm black. And, you know, but in reality, yeah. that's who I felt as though I was. I was all over the place and doing things and living my life. And people don't understand what that looks like. And so here we are in our 40s, embracing the lives that were denied to us in our 20s and our in our 30s. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so happy for you. So I do want to address something because you have an amazing accent. Tell people where you're from. <laughs> I am from Auckland, New Zealand. Um, so that's why everything I say ends in an in inflection and like I'm asking a question. <laughs> It does. And it took me a minute. I'm like, is she talking? Is she asking me a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your voice is so calm and soothing. And, you know, so if I'm listening to you read out an art book on the you know, public radio station, I'm like, she knows what she's talking about. Like, damn, I need her voice. So I, I do not have that calming infliction, but I adore you and I thank you for one being brave enough to decide to try to do something new and telling other people how you've accomplished that mm. now with everything you've got going on how do you manage your life what do you do to say I, okay this is my me time this is my self-care point what's your self-care thing I'm constantly having to relearn that because it's not natural for me at all because I my brain is so busy it is so damn busy <laughs> that I want to be you know I'm the person that will be scrolling has the tv on and listening to something else because that just sort of you know drives my partner nuts but one of the things that is just what I need when my soul needs you know replenishing is that here in Auckland we are surrounded by mountain ranges um so I always have to be careful the word I use here for American audiences because we call it bush. So going into the bush, it's a forest. <laughs> this is, it's a, I know bush can be slang for other things. So it's, yes. <laughs> And it's just, yeah, yeah, and it's, oh, I will send you photos because it is so green and lush and quite ancient, I think. There is a real grounding to it, so there's a lot of tracks, and we have two young, energetic dogs, and so for me, taking them out and being in the bush and watching them run and play and harass each other, for me, that is my moment where I go, ah. Oh, Okay, yeah. And so that I guess that's one thing. But actually, part of my self-care is not feeling the need to do things. And so um, I find, I think socializing has, has often been quite a hard thing for me because I get overwhelmed and overstimulated. And um, now I understand why. And so not forcing myself to do things, you know. Um, letting go of that, oh, my house is a mess, but I'm exhausted. And actually what I need is rest and no one cares if my house is tidy. So it's it's some of that stuff as well. Yeah. That's what's up. No, I'm sitting here and I'm processing what you're, 
like so I'm not an outdoorsy person at all. However, I like being on boats. Yeah. So if you tell me we're going to get on a boat ride, I'm like, yay, I'm five years old. Like I'm going to be zoned out watching the, the fish in the water. But that whole going outside and socialization, I don't miss that. I don't miss it. The you must be here. The cocktail hours this day. You must yeah. wear that. I've been in leggings, leggings and T-shirts for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I, the norms, the society norms have changed. Mm. How do we go back to that post-COVID? How do you tell me I must go, attend somewhere in person? It's like, just put the laptop in the corner and I'll hear what y'all <laughs> talking about. You know, I don't need to. Turn me around <laughs> on a phone and I'll be on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll send a robot at this point. Where's the humanoids? I, um... It's hard because you want to see your people that you love because they energize yes. you, but you don't want to be in places that deplete you. And, you know, and I'm thinking about you, like, so when I started yoga, my brain wouldn't shut off. And I was sitting there the whole time, like, we need milk, cheese, yeah. eggs, butter, you know, and I have a whole grocery list, a whole laundry list. And then it got to a point where I finally achieved calm mm. and quiet. And it took about nine months post-pandemic for me to get my brain to wow. shut up. And, but it, it it's possible. It's possible to let that worry go. Mm-hmm. And not having to get dressed in the morning helps with that. <laughs> it really, really does. It's like, yeah. And so, and then also you guys are back in lockdown again. Oh, yes, we are. So how are you keeping... How are you keeping yourself entertained and not feeling trapped right now? I am so bad at this. I am so bad at this. I doom scroll a lot. So I snack and I nap Mm. and I doom scroll. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing that down. I snack and and I nap and I doom scroll. And I doom scroll. (laughs) I love it. But I also, I... Yeah, this first week I've given myself, I just try and give myself a break because I I know that what happens for me in those first few days is I get really tired and I think it's that fight, flight, freeze response and I just want to sleep and I think that's, you know, that trauma response. Um, and so I feel like actually I've also been really lucky that I work online and I work with a lot of people in the States and so my work has continued and that's been great because it's kept me kind of stabilized and um you know I have something to focus on um every evening when it's a bit darker and there are less people around my partner and I take the dogs out for a sniff and a walk and and that sort of thing and so just those little things just that mark the day is really how I get through yeah you're fascinating like uh, first of all um you need to copyright (laughs) nap snap and nap Snack, nap, and doom scroll, and put that on a T-shirt and sell that as merch on your website. Okay, I will buy a T-shirt. I was gonna, I was gonna, like that's your show graphic. Like, what do you do on that? So yeah, but I'm a napper. I love. There's like peace and solitude in yes. a good nap, and you wake up feeling amazing. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only person that has the same habits. I literally just cut some cheese in pairs. And I'm going to put my laptop on my lap and listen to yep. some music and sit in a corner just to digest the yeah. day. It's so funny. We were, we're definitely. Oh, sorry. No. 
<laughs> you go. I'm excited. I was thinking about what you were saying for about yoga, and I find yoga really hard. And a few months before I was diagnosed with cancer, I was back in a job in journalism, and it had destroyed me. I was so run down and burnt out from this job. And I went on holiday up north from where I live here, beautiful area um, called Mangafai. And I stayed in this place where the couple um, had basically bought this piece of land and moved. If you can imagine, it's like a seaside town, a little bit, you know, out from the city, just peaceful, beautiful um, place. And he taught yoga and she did, you know, natural therapies. And I always, I've always thought to myself, because I've always wanted to do something where I create this space for myself to, you know, to recover and um, I guess live a better life. And I thought, I kept thinking, what on earth can I do? I can't be a fucking yoga teacher. <laughs> I can't move to the country and, you know, build a yurt and sort of live this alternative lifestyle. What on earth can I do that isn't the, you know, corporate grind nine to five, but I can still make an income and still, you know, and but it actually that my life isn't revolved around grind culture and grinding. And so that it just sort of made me think of that, the yoga. <laughs> oh my God, you said yeah. grind culture. And that just, it makes me itchy because I feel as though I didn't accomplish what I could have accomplished during the pandemic because I was watching so many people with these ostentatious yeah. showings of success. And it's like, that I had to really sit down and process. It has nothing to yeah. do with me or that person. We just process things differently. So I know that my gift is not to go outside mm. and hustle the way that someone else would. And we both need to exist, right? We need both types of people and personalities to, for the world to go around. But the grind culture became so prevalent at the beginning of the at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like, oh, well, you know, you're stuck in the house. You got to make an extra income. It's like my day job is sucking the life out of me. I want to cry every day. And you're like, make another job. But to find an opportunity to just be and to take a chance on yourself, I think. Is and amazing. I think that's, um, no, it's a really important just, thing for people oh, to consider. And I you're phenomenal because I thought about this a lot when I had cancer because I had a long time of treatment so all up my treatment was 18 months and about four to six months of that was chemotherapy where I was grounded I mean my chemo was heavy duty and that's when I started thinking yeah this nine to five corporate gig is not good for anyone and what I've really discovered through you know reading and, and those sorts of things is um, the world is not set up for us to succeed as people who aren't constantly producing and that aren't constantly making, you know, money and and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so it has been really interesting with the pandemic and lockdown because while we're in lockdown, people talk a lot about, oh, man, I realised that I, you know, how tired I was and all those sorts of things. But as soon as we're let back out, it's like people forget and I just wonder how do we actually incorporate some of this stuff back into our days? Because I think that 
the way we live really isn't sustainable for, for wellness, whether that's your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health. You know, it, it's just not. And actually the stress of the pandemic, I don't know what it's like in the States, but I feel like people don't acknowledge it, that this is huge, man. Like you, if you don't want to be productive during lockdown, that's fine because what you're going through is huge. And I also don't think we're thinking about what it's going to mean for future generations. We have a whole generation of kids who have been schooled through a computer now Mm -hmm. for a year, going over a year now. So it's going to be really interesting to see the effects, the after effects of how we do this. Like, for example, people keep inviting me to things and I don't have any excuses not to go other than pandemic. So I have to actually own my feelings and go, you know what? I'm really not up to it. I can't say we're locked down. I can't say I have to work. I can't say I'm going on travel. There's none of that right now. It's just me in the house with my baby Yoda. And, you know, we're we're, we're chilling and doing our thing. So it's really just owning your, your discomfort and saying, yeah. hey, I'm okay with you liking to do that thing. I'm not. And mm. it's, you know, in the States, to be honest with you, right now we're in a state of, vaccinated versus vaccinated and it's like a war of two worlds and this is actually like the worst group project ever it's the worst group project people Mm. aren't doing their part people don't care about that doing their part and yes it's a trial drug no one knows what it's gonna whatever let's be safe let's keep our elders safe let's keep our children safe there's so many kids that don't have a medical option right now so I think watching mm. your country on the news and watching how, you know, you're like, this, with, with such certainty, this is what's happening. We've had two cases. We're locking back down. Whereas where I am in my state, <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sorry, in my county, there's like 98 c- cases a day and hospital beds are filling up. And oh, right, you hear 98 and you're like, good Lord, that's a lot of damn people. And over there, it's like, oh, one person looks a little sick. Yeah. Got to shut it down. And it's just a complete, completely different culture. And I am kind of disappointed that my personal well-being doesn't mean anything to our, you know, our government. So they want you to be okay so you can go back to work (laughs) so we can reopen everything. And the earth is like, no, we ain't opening nothing. We're going to go ahead and y'all going to lay down, (laughs) chill, take a little time. We did not learn the lesson that the universe wanted us to learn the first time we're shutting down the studio. We're going to start over again. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's interesting in New Zealand because we have had that because we're all being vaccinated now. I'm full, I'm fully vaccinated. I jumped at the chance to get mine. I figure they pumped me through full of poison basically when I had chemo, my hair fell out. I was, you know, so I figured whatever is in that vaccine cannot be as bad. Yeah. I'm going to be just fine. No, but you, I just, I know everyone has different beliefs and this isn't to shame or shun anyone who feels differently. However, you know, there's a lot going on and I'm in the process. I have an entire, I'm, I'm kind of crossing my fingers. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a little mini shutdown. I have books I haven't read. I, I, you know, I'm sitting there like, and I, for my job, like my work's been so busy. My day job has been so busy that it's like, you know what? 
if this happens again, I'm going to take one day every two weeks to do nothing. And I took off a couple of days to do nothing. I felt guilty the first day, like you're wasting leave. You could have held on to this until, you know, kids may need a doctor's appointment. And then it turned into enjoy and relax. And when we get to a place where you can have your your soul just feel Mm -hmm. at ease, you're not, you know, regardless what your finances are, what your job situation are, we can find some kind of peace. And it's our responsibility to find it. But when you have this murmur in the back of your mind about economy and closings and number of cases, you've got a distraction that's keeping you away from saying, oh, I'm unhappy, mm. I need to heal. And not have, not being able to go to karaoke, I miss it greatly. But at the same time, I can sit in the house and do some yeah. self-work. Yeah. So now... I'm excited. Now, what's your hobby? So when before times, before we were I shut down, to, what was your I thing to, to do? I really enjoy I've got an e-bike because Auckland's quite hilly. And so that was something that I really enjoyed doing, although I could still do it now. Um, so I enjoy that sort of stuff. I, I'm, yeah, my hobbies are quite simple, to be honest. Like I really enjoy going out and just enjoying a really nice coffee in a cafe. I just really like it because I'm also really nosy so I can watch people. <laughs> that is the best place to get ideas yeah. for stories or, you know, to craft a character mm. if you're writing. I, I used to watch, um, ride the Metro back and forth to work our little local train system. And I would sit there with a pad and paper and just write out conversations that I overheard. And I would get home with this nonsensible notebook yeah. of, just random things about how someone looks but the descriptions like I'm happy I kept that notebook of descriptions because I haven't had that opportunity to sit and eavesdrop and watch people angry or you know watch a woman throw her wedding band at her husband you know that's the kind (laughs) you know (laughs) you never know what you're gonna see at the coffee shop so yeah you know I kind of miss that part it's interesting you say that. Yeah, I, th- I do miss that. I, I do really miss that. And to be honest, our dogs are so, they are so lucky. They just have this life where they have these two humans that just dote on them. So a lot of, so we walk, go out and walk them a lot and take them out and just be together and stuff. And yeah, it's funny, hobbies. I think I feel like life has been so upended for a while for me that it's hard sometimes to think, Oh, what are my hobbies? What do I enjoy doing? All right, we're gonna talk about that next time. Um, because we're we ain't done. We're not done. But Helen, I want to thank you so much for spending time today to chat with me about your your podcast and your business and your life post chemo. Just want to just I am so just blessed to have you with me today. Can you tell my listener friends where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. So my podcast stuff, I do at HK Productions underscore podcast on um, Instagram and also on um, Facebook. And if you're someone that's being impacted by cancer, whether because you've got that's part of your journey or you have a family member, come and join the Seaweed Radio community. We, you know, we love supporting each other and what we're going through. And you can find me on Instagram at the Seaweed underscore radio and the C word radio on Facebook. I would love to hear from people. Okay. So guys, that's a call to action for you. If you have someone (laughs) that you love or you've experienced yourself cancer and you want to connect with the network, 
please hit up Miss Helen. And I thank you for your time today. And I thank everyone for tuning in and listening. Please like, subscribe, and share this episode if you did enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys soon. Have a good day.